This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I'd like to talk today a little about uh, fear, about pachad. We find in the parsha that Avraham Avinu uh, goes to battle to save light, uh, and he has no—he has no fear. He goes. It's a kasha. The obvious sometimes with Saimachanisim. In Simach but sometimes by, by G'dayli Eilam, we find, obviously, that there was Simach. But it's in contrast to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov, for you, Yaakov Ma'id, Yaakov was afraid. When he was faced with having to do battle with Esav, he prepared L'Muchama. It says, for you, Yaakov Ma'id, that Yaakov was afraid. So it sounds like the, the Rishayim didn't want to answer it, that he was afraid because... Because Esav had certain schlusim of Eretz Yisrael and of Kibberav. But nevertheless, we find that Vayuri Yaakov was afraid. <coughs> the Rambam in Shemayna Prakim says that, that Yaakov was wrong. He calls it a chsarin in Yaakov, and Yaakov is Madrega. And he writes it in, very, in a very sharp, at least, it's in Shemayna Prakim, which was just translated from, from the original Arabic. But the Lasha we have, he writes in a very strong Lasha. The Rambam there writes, hanavi, that he should be Muslim with Bechomi Because we find that Yaakov was not Sholem in his Midas HaPetachin because he was afraid. So, Savayir uh, Yaakov Ma'id is seen as, uh, as a Chsarim by the Rambam. Rabbi Chan and the Kavit Shurim has a piece, and he says, it's a Gemara, the Gemara says, he was afraid he had a virus. So the Gemara, what was the Ramam saying? That, that of Sarah and Yaakov, the Gemara, the Gemara says, he was afraid she, I don't know which chait he was thinking, that he married sisters, I don't know which chait, but the Gemara says, and Rav Hanun answers, there are, there, are two, there are two levels of betachin. There's one betachin that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Yaakov. He'll come back b'shal. On that betachin, Shem Yigrem But even someone who has a virus, there's also a madrega of being betach b'Hashem. There's a madrega betachin even if somebody is for, for everybody. And the Ramam, Rabbi Chana says that that's, a, that's what the Ramam is referring to. For Yuri Yaakov, it was it was somehow a chesaron in his in his midas habetach. It needs a beer. Exactly. If someone's afraid. Someone's afraid. So he should he should have been more Muslim in betach. Okay. What, what what do we take from that? <coughs> so I'd like to be masber. I'm not uh, not someone who could talk about. The the the, the, the chsarin, to say about Yaakov, but to talk about this uh, this Indian, this Indian of Ayur Yaakov. Again, I don't know. Yaakov is my dragon, but to try to talk a little about Lamaisa, uh, there are situations in the world where people are 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 afraid. It seems apitavet have reasons to be afraid. And the, the shaila is what the hashkafas hatayri is with uh, with pachad. We always talk about Yiru, we talk about Yiru Hashem, Betochen and Hashem. But we're human beings. Human beings have, have a meat of fear sometimes. And uh, we need to find where we have a, a Mahalach 
in dealing with it, in dealing with it. Time should be good, but times are difficult. There's a medrash in, in the beginning of Mishlei. Uh, the medrash uh, paraphrases a pasuk in Nehemiah. The Gemara says, "Chachma me'ayinti matzei." Where do you find wisdom? So the medrash brings a machlekes David Melech and Shlaim Melech, father and son. That had that a dispute? Chachma me'ayinti matzei. So the Gemara says that uh, David said. That it's nimtza b'reish. Wisdom is in the head, in the thinking, in the intellect of a person. And Shleiman Mela says he disagrees. He says it's nimtza belave. It's in the emotions of a person. Wisdom is tied to the emotions of a person. So we have here machlaikas. Seems to be a scientistic machlaikas needs some explanation. But if if the the makar of chachma of wisdom. I guess the curve of knowledge is the brain, but wisdom, to be a wise person, where's that come from? So David says it comes from the, from the intellect, and, and, and Shlomel says it comes from the life. Now, where did the Medrash get it from? It's interesting, once you learn this Medrash, you go back to the Psukim, by Shlomel HaMelech, when Shlomel had his dream, imagine you're aware that Shlomel HaMelech had a dream in which the Barayalim came to him in the Vua, Shem had three, three Nevoahs that we know of. Because I'll say had three Nevoahs. This is first Nevoah. Kishbaruch came to him and offered him whatever he wants. He could choose anything he wants. And he chose Chachma. Kishbaruch said, because he chose Chachma, I'll give, you, I'll give you everything. The language of the Pasik, when he chose Chachma, is v'nasata la'avdecha leiv lishmaya. You should give... Me, Shlomo Melech, la'avdecha leiv l'shmaya, leiv l'shmaya, to hear, to understand what's going on around. He used the Lashen of Nasat avdecha leiv l'shmaya, and the, the Pasuk uh, repeatedly uses the Lashen leiv in connection to the, to the wisdom of, of Shlomo Melech. Interesting. By David, it's interesting that... Uh, that the uh, the pasuk describes him as beautiful eyes and handsome. Seems to be tied very much to chachma. It says halacha kamaisa. Halacha is like David Wherever he had uh, disputes, I don't know if that means including this dispute between David and Shlaima, but uh, but shalach uh, what makes this puzzling that David should say Reish and Shlomo should say Leiv is that our impression is Mamish the other way around. David Amelach is Tehillim. It's, it's, the, it's the emotion of Klai Yisrael. It's the, it's the Leiv of Klai Yisrael. David Amelach was, was, uh, was red. He was somebody what, uh, what's red. It's the heart. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the emotion. David Amelach, I would think, is emotion. Shlomo Melech, okay, it says Taka Leiv Lishmaya, but Shlomo Melech at the end of the day is uh, is, is the Chacham Mikol Adam. I would think it's I would think it's Rosh. It's interesting that it's the other way around. It's the other way around. So so it needs a beer. I'd like to share with you a beer. It's based on the Nakuda itself. I believe I saw elsewhere, but. Uh, <coughs> But I'd like to explain it, and I think it's, it's a very much a halacha l'maisidik and medrash. 
You should know that David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech, father and son, lived lives that were as different as could be. Totally, totally different lives from beginning to end. David HaMelech possibly suffered more than anybody else in Tanakh. In the Sefer HaTaydah, on Shavuos, he writes that David suffered more than anybody, even if. What do I mean David suffered? You think about it, David's lifetime. David, people are not aware, David in, in, as a child was, was considered uh, an illegitimate child. His father, whatever the story there was, wasn't sure that it was his son. And David was, was pushed away from the family. When, Shlo, when Shmuel HaNavi comes, Hashem says to Shmuel HaNavi, go to the house of Yishai and take one of his sons for a melech, he comes, Shmuel is coming, the God of Adar is visiting, right? So Yishai invites all his children, he brings his sons, and, and, and Shmuel goes one after the other, and then not a, each one, and Kaddish Baruch says, not this one. So he says to Yishai, ain't look how he been, he's nobody else. He said, oh, we have somebody with the sheep, I forgot about him, we'll call him. So David became out, but his whole youth, he was, he was ostracized from his family, whatever the whole story is, it's not for now. And uh, when he's finally made Melech, it's kept secret in the beginning. Shaul is out to kill him. He has to run away from Shaul. His wife gets taken away from him. Shaul takes away his wife from him for a couple of years, gives him someone else. And then when Shaul dies, it also takes him seven years to be Melech. The first seven years, uh, he was Melech 40 years. The first seven of the 40, he was only Melech on Yehudim. Yehudim and Yaman. And finally, he becomes Melech. He has one sorry after the other. I mean, the, the terrible sorrows he has with, first of all, the Busha of the Maes of Basheva. And then the, he had sorrows with Amnon, Tomer, and Abshalom. David, David suffered throughout his life from, from many, many difficulties. And finally, when the, he wants to build the base of Migdash, Besef Yamav, and Nasan Hanavi tells him, you could build it. So Kadesh Baruch Hu sends Nasser Anavi back. He said, you made a mistake, not him. He can't, his hands are, whatever it means, he killed too many people, his hands are not for the Beis HaMikdash. That's David. Shloim HaMelech was the opposite. Shloim HaMelech didn't fight a single battle. He didn't fight any wars. His Malchus was Shalim Kol Yamav, the Amidrashim, about the Shadim, but the... In the, the Psukim, the, he, had, he had no issues. I mean, there were things where Barisham was disappointed in him. He took, he took Paspare. But uh, he had no Mulchamis. The Gemara says he's, he, he ruled in the whole world, except for that brief period of time. Gemara Megillah says he's Malach Bekeeper. Shleimah, the Zayah calls Sarah Bashla Musa, the full moon. He's the 15th generation, 15th day of the month. The moon is full. Shleimah is Sarah Bashla Musa. So David lived a life of challenge, of, of Tsaris, and, and, and Shleimah lived a life where, where things were good, where things, uh, things for the most part at least, were, were very, very good. Understand, David HaMelech is talking about times of Tsar and Tsara. In times of Tsara, Chachma is in the Rosh. Shleim HaMelech is talking about times of shalom, times of joy. In times of joy, Chachma is in the lave. This is really the site of Mishlei. 
of the Medrash Mishle. The Medrash Mishle says, David said, Reish, and Shleimah said, Belev. They're, they're saying, it's, it, it, the Medrash is a Tifa Medrash. It's saying that in times of challenge, you have to, you have to get yourself in control. If somebody goes, uh, and there's one relative there that's also broken, and crying uh, out of control. So what do people say? This uh, mother, Leilano, has to bury a child. She's crying out of control. They tell her, get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. You go to Hasna, and the mother is crying. It's beautiful. I'm hopefully she's crying because she's happy. It's beautiful. No one says, get a hold of yourself, get a hold of yourself. What does get a hold of yourself mean? It means Bishas Tzara, you say, get a hold of yourself. You look your head control, not your heart. You feel like crying, but, but get control of yourself. What does control mean? It means your head. Bishas Simcha, when things are good, you tell somebody, uh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. When things are good, that the heart, uh, that the heart uh, kicks in is really, uh, it's really a beautiful thing. It depends, it depends on, on the situation. In times of sorrow, the lay pulls a person to make bad decisions. I don't mean the, the biggest source in the world, even when someone's just down. Someone has a down period. Everyone gets, uh, gets upset sometimes. When you're down, certainly when you're, it's a shastara in the world, the, the, a person really has to, has to get a hold of himself, let his rush, his intellect lead where he goes and what he does. His emotions are going to be fakrumt. They're not going to be good. If a, if a person finds himself in a, in a happy time, in a good time, and things are going well, so the emotions are very, when the emotions are positive, when someone's optimistic, positive emotions are very, 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 very good. I once came home from shul, from, from learning in shul at night. It was about midnight. And one of my neighbors had a, had a few children. They were obviously at a wedding. And their son, who was then, I imagine, about six or seven, when I came, he was out in the street crying. He was crying uncontrollably. I saw the babysitter was by the door, and she was sort of stuck. The younger children were crying on the steps. They were upstairs. And he was crying outside, and so I went over to him, and I said, why are you crying? So apparently, I don't know if you had been sleeping or not sleeping, he says, crying, my parents aren't home. I'm afraid they got killed. I'm afraid they got killed. And he was crying uncontrollably. So I said to him, they didn't get killed, don't worry. So he looks at me, he says, can you promise me that they didn't get killed? They didn't get into an accident, they didn't get killed? Look, I promised him they didn't get killed. So I promised him, you don't have to worry that they got killed. That's what I said. <laughs> Were you worried they got killed? Why do you have to worry they got killed? This case, his emotion was everything, and he was worried. And a little with a, with a teeny drop of seichel, uh, you, you, you think differently. When you want to worry, the worries are, are uncontrollable. 
when you're worried about something, you have to let the head the head take over. David Amelech, throughout his life, he had to he had to let his head take over. You worried, you worried. The worries generally don't make sense. What I'm saying is that yira, fear, when a person is afraid, if he lets the emotion, the, the, the lave take over, it's going to be mechanical. It's not going to be, he's going to make bad decisions. He's going to think in a poor way. When there's a time that a person's afraid, the, the, rush, the rush has to take over, the head has to take over, a person has to think clearly. Now with people, we can't always do it. But the head has to, has to think clearly. It's not... Uh, it's not and people, people are people, and people have fears and anxiety, I understand. But when, when a person uh, is afraid to go to Israel now, it's the same worry like this little boy. I have someone in the shore I'm very close with. He had his first child. He's learning to throw. He has his first child. So, uh, I'm afraid to go to Israel for whatever reason. The ones who died by me, I told them, you got to go. So he was going. That's why I didn't want to go. So uh, I told his wife, go, what are you talking? You have a kimpator and the first child. Why aren't you going? It doesn't make any sense not to go. Well, you're worried, you're looking at the internet too much, you see too much going on. And, uh... So this morning I called to say Mazel Tov to the, to the son on the bris. And uh, he said, oh, my mother's calling everyone now that they should come to Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> now, to go, I'm not saying to go for a fun trip, but if somebody's going for a good tachlis, it depends. Now you might tell me someone else with his head has a different conclusion. That's okay. I'll never say I'm right. But when people go in a shastzara with their emotions, all right, sometimes you have a choice. If a person is anxious, they're anxious. It's not, it's not a sensible way of, of behaving. A sensible way of behaving is when a person, a person thinks about what's going on and he, uh, and he puts uh, he, he puts seichel into it he puts kayach into it and, and that's, that's the way to deal anytime he's a shasar Tzadik writes he's a tzadik he writes in a number of places about the kayach hadimian kayach hadimian is imagination every human being has a imagination so Salvante writes in his igris that Adam Chavshi B'dim famous line of his. Sometimes people, it bothers them, they think about things that maybe they shouldn't think of. So it's Adam Chavshi B'dim you can't control your imagination. Imagination imagines. You're not guilty for what you imagine. I mean, unless you set out to imagine the wrong things, but it's Adam Chavshi B'dim He writes that, that the Kayach is all from Chachma Salev. Kayach Adimian, the imagination, is all heart. Imagination, it's a good thing. Sometimes your imagination gives you creativity. But fear that comes from what you imagine, the Reish, the Reish has to control. The Reish has to, the Reish has to control. You know what it's like? There are two types of responses to fear. One response is like a deer on the road. And suddenly headlights shine on it. 
And the deer freezes. It freezes out of fear. It's going to get killed. It freezes. It's, uh, the deer's going to get killed. There's a response to fear where you have uh, stories of, of mothers who did incredible things to rescue children because uh, it was a time of crisis and, uh, and with tremendous uh, superhuman kaiches, they did things. So fear could bring a paralysis in people. And fear could bring action in people. Now, I'm talking about an action that, that's, that's sensible. It could bring non-sensible action also. But fear is going to do one or the other. It's either going to freeze a person or it's going to get a person to, to try to think. And um, what I'm telling you is that you got what, what David Amalek is saying is when it's a time to be afraid, the Reich has to control. The Reich has to control. If the Reich doesn't control, then you have problems. I recently came up with a teretz. There's a, a kasha that many people ask. The Gemara says in, in Brachis, in the Sugi of Yavna, in the, in the, in the fourth parak, that, that Rabbi Gamliel didn't let anybody into the yeshiva if ain't teichei kabare. Rabbi Gamliel didn't let anybody in unless it was teichei kabare. His inside was like his, his, like his outside. And then when Rabbi Gamliel was deposed uh, and Rosh uh, Hashanah came in, they were my sister Solomon the basement. So, so everyone asks, who was the shamer at the door that could tell if teichei kabare or not? Everyone asks this cash. Who was the shamer at the door that you can only come in if Teichei Kabara. Like, how do you... Huh? So the Welt says that the Shemesh just hung up a sign, no yeshiva today. <laughs> so some people, no yeshiva today. What the pieces is story. The Teichei Kabara next came in, so he knew. But you can't do that every day. It doesn't really work. So I think what he did is he had sirens go off. He had sirens go off. So people... Or afraid, so people are afraid. You can be afraid, so they ran. They left. They left town. They went back. They went back home. And the Tachik the people who saw there's a tachlis that they have a reason for being there, so you know they stuck it out. Be that as it may, the bottom line is that when it's a, sh- a time of pachad, <coughs> and I don't say sometimes a pachad apidin is a sakana. Apidin is a sakana. You know, you can't be in a place of sakana unless unless you have a head to be there. But you'll see in your lives that when there's a shast tzara, there's a time of fear, the people who freeze, it's to their detriment. They end up, they end up being, being frozen in their fear. They, they, walk, they, they, they suffer in their fear. The people who, when there's a fear, undertake something. They do something. Whatever they do. Big tachlis, but they're doing. The ones who are doing have a different experience during the time of fear. They have an experience, it's a rush experience. There are times in life when people have fear, and people have fear. It's also everything in life is for a tachlis. Today, in Yerushalayim, there are people who are very involved in helping uh, the Yidden from the South who, uh, who came up. They're very involved in the chassad. In the place where I stay in the summer, I stay usually in the Azeabira, the, the there are, two, there, are, there are actually three hotels right across Kvish those of you who know, the Olive Tree Hotel and the uh, Nova, something or other. There, there are three hotels there, and Yidin built them right, right on the other side of, of Kvish on the Arab side. They didn't, it's not doing too much business. 
They brought 800 families from Sederot are, are in those three hotels. Problem is, hotels don't have washing machines. So the whole Arzabira is doing laundry every day. They're all doing, you know, they're, they're doing laundry for, for them. They're involved in laundry, they're involved in suppers. The people are doing, they feel this is a time of growth. The people who are frozen, many people frozen, their eyes are on the news the whole day, and uh, it, doesn't do all, it doesn't do a lot of good to, for you to see over and over all the, all whatever, whatever you see on, on the news. It doesn't do a whole lot of good. Those who are doing, that's, that's David, Bishas, sorry, you have to think, you have to think what you could, if you're going to wallow in your self-pity or in your fear, you're going to fall apart. This is the way it is in life. When you have difficulties, the rush has to rule. If the head rules, you have a sense of purpose, you end up with a sense of optimism, you end up, you end up doing what makes sense. What makes sense. If I'm allowed to tell you this, just a perfect muscle I can't resist. When we were boys, there was a television show called Candid Camera. A Yid, Alan Fant, I think his name was Alan, Alan Fant. A Yid had the show. What was, what was Candid Camera? It was, it was totally clean. It was, uh, it was a show where what they did is they had hidden cameras and they put people in situations like to test them to test them how they'll react to certain situations. They had all kinds of imaginative situations. Uh, I remember that once they put a door in, in the middle of the sidewalk in the street in, in New York. Was, you have the sidewalk, just put up a door frame and a door. And the door swung closed, closed all the time. They showed, in New York, people walked down the block, opened the door, went, and nobody, everyone just kept on going. In, in uh, other cities, they called their friends over, they said, what's this? You know, like, they did things like that. See, this, this Alan Fant said he was once on an airplane. He said when, wherever he went, people behaved because they were sure there's something going on. They recognized him. and they, He was once on a plane. In those days, the plane, before the jet planes, they had the propeller. You know, every plane had two engines. You see the propeller turning. He said in the middle of the flight, one of the propellers stopped turning. The pilot got on the announced that uh, we're having a problem with one of the engines. So we're going to make an emergency landing in the closest uh, in the closest airport. So he said, everybody on the plane was calm. And and uh, somebody remarked that they're not usually calm. Usually they announce that people run over to students to say, "What does it mean? What's going to happen?" Uh, they were very calm. They were all sure this was a shtick from Alan Fant that they made one of them go off to see how people react. He said, the only one afraid was me. Because <laughs> I know it wasn't. So when I read this, I was thinking, this is mamish, this idea. It's a type of fear. But if your head tells you, no, 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 I'm not falling for this. Right? If your head is in control, you don't, you don't even have the fear. If your head's in control. If your head's not in control, you jump up, you talk, you say things. What are you saying? It doesn't make any sense. If you land, you won't land. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, but, but the head has to, the head has to govern. The first Sif in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Aruch, Sif Aruch, in Aruch Chaim, the Ramos says two things. The Ramos takes Sif Aleph is, is the beginning of... Uh, the beginning of... Um, of of Halachim. 
So he says, Shavisi Hashem Kenegdi Tamid. He says, the first thing he says is that people act differently when they realize they're being watched, not being watched. The, the avoid of a person is Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. And after he talks about that a little bit, he says, Don't be ashamed when people make fun. Don't be ashamed from a Yidin. People don't make fun of you. People on the street, not everyone likes the Jews. Actually, nobody likes the Jews. Sometimes they have excuses to, uh, to chat them. So, um, one of the boys that lives in the house told me he was walking yesterday. He said, what do you do if a bunch of people tell you, say to you, free Palestine? See, it depends. If they outnumber you, you just keep on walking. If you outnumber them, so you decide what you want to do. You know, and if you use your seichel, so uh, originally I thought it's two things. There are more start shulchan or two things. And people make fun. The Chavetz Chaim has a safer um, for people who are going to war, I think Machni Yisrael is called, that uh, for people going to the army in World War I, it means uh, not, this, not the Israeli army, we're talking about uh, the Russian army, what they call the, the Polish army. So he has, he has instructions what to do in the army. The, he says in the beginning, the first thing to do is they're going to be Malikim. Whatever you're going to do, people, you're then. They're, they're going around you. So they're going to make fun of you. The first thing is to be misgaber b'nei hamaligin. How you misgaber b'nei hamaligin? He says, Rush. That's really what he says. You have to, in your head, understand what's going on. Emotionally, you're going to feel bad. They're, they're making fun of you. You're going to feel terrible. Nobody likes to make fun of Nobody likes to be ridiculed, especially in, you know, by a group of people. If you make up your mind, so it won't bother you. It won't check me. You gotta go with the rush. I realize it's not two Ramas. It's one Ramosh. What's enough Kamina? So first he talks about uh, doing things when you're in private, people uh, Hashem is watching anyway, he talks about it. And then he says, <laughs> that's also Shvisi Hashem Lenegdi Sum. It is right. Almost everything Shvisi Hashem Lenegdi Sum. It's the same idea that when, when you're challenged, the head has to take over. You can't go with your emotions. You're a person. If somebody's a mouthing, if someone's chepering, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel bad. Chazal don't don't uh, Chazal talk about uh, about maligimov all the time. Uh, Rashi brings it by uh, when when Avraham made a bris. That's how my MSA said he was not misbayish. They were maligim. Rashi brings they maligim on him. What are you doing? You make a bris at your age. It says my mouth is sabrasar. Also, they were maligim. And uh, when he by lachach also, when he went down, uh, when he came to Eretz Yisrael, then he had to run to Chutzla to Mitzrayim. Come they harav. They were maligim. They were maligim. Chazal don't say it's nothing. Chazal acknowledged that there's a, there's an issue. Of, uh, of Maligim. I just said last night we were learning Yeshaya. Yeshaya Perkin Aleph, he talks about uh, the Maligim, those who uh, uh, girding yourself to be strong against the people who make fun. People who make fun of you. It's the same thing. It's, it, if, you go, if you go with the head, you'll be good. 
to call it a motion, it's going to be very hard. It's Yisrael, I saw a sefer. The name of the sefer is Kunchus Yisrael HaChachma. It, it doesn't say who wrote it. It's, I, th- I think it was pretty clear that it came from around Leif Steinman. Uh, it's called Yisrael HaChachma. And uh, the subtitle is Al Hanhaga Mibnei HaMaligim Alav. How to behave when, when there are people bothering you, people ridiculing, ridiculing you. The Yisrael sefer is like the title, Yisrael HaChachma. You've got to use your head. In challenging times, the head has to be stronger than the muscles. It's not easy. Emotions come. Head. You know, I, uh, this came up very often when I'm flying to Eretz Yisrael and I go down with Minyan. And things changed over the last few years. They're, they're cooperative. And they let you down with Minyan. But the, the years, hopefully, will be forgotten. It used to be a down with Minyan and right away the stewardess is uh, very busy with you. The busy chaperone. So you know, nobody likes to be chaperoned. Nobody likes to be bothered. I noticed the gerer they don't start up with. The gerer chassid is usually like six foot two with a long rack on his big. They never start up with the gerer chassid because they know. So I decided once many years ago that when I fly and people are chaperoning, and I'm convinced in El Al, as soon as he starts shmeina esrei, they signal the pilot and he makes turbulence. I'm telling you, you'll notice it. As soon as you start Esrei, they make turbulence. So what I decided is, I'm going to think of the Tamideh Hagra going to Eretz Yisrael. Tamideh Hagra in 1800, they're going to Eretz Yisrael on a rickety boat. Plenty of turbulence. Plenty of Malikin all over there. A boat full of different kinds of people. And I'll just hold on and I'll think, I'm one with the Tamideh Hagra who went to Eretz Yisrael. I'm also going to Eretz Yisrael. And after I got that in my head, nothing bothered me. I mean, nothing stopped me anyway, because I was not a minion. But uh, after that, it didn't bother me at all. It didn't bother me. If I cared, the Malikim was like, almost like a badge, of, a badge of honor, you know. My point, my point is that we're now, Klai Yisrael finds itself in, uh, in Baruch Hashem. We, we live in, in a time of Rachamim. And for us, this is a this is a, it's a big time of nisyanus, nisyanus in, in Israel. Tremendous tsar of what's going on there, on many fronts, on many fronts. Most of all, on the every day the Yidin that are in Eretz Yisrael and Befrat, the ones who are B'tzafen and B'darim they're standing uh, to defend and uh, the many people are displaced and all over the world all over the world all the uh, they say there's an increase in anti-Semitism it's not true they hated us all along not have an excuse there's an increase in showing it but, you know, when I see it, so well, what do you do with your head? You see it, nobody likes it. You don't like it. You're walking out of the block and someone screams at you. So what I tell myself is, If we wouldn't see it, we'd have a kasha. Right? Rashi brings it, brings it in, 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 uh, in Chumash. If you wouldn't see it, so you have a kasha. What's going on? Somebody wouldn't ask the kasha. 
when you see it, so that it strengthens us. How many yidn are there in the world that the whole world is busy with us? Very strange. The whole world is busy. How many yidn are in the whole world? Can you? A world? A drop in the bucket, you know? So there are going to be 400 million Americans. And uh, we're pushing 400 million. How many yidn? How many yidn that know they yidn? 10 million? But the world's busy with us. A yid has to go berish. Shastar, you go berish. And, this, uh, and, and when things are, are going well and you're happy and, and you're holding besimchis, so of course the emotion is beautiful. It's beautiful. The, the feelings are beautiful. The feelings. But you can't, when things are difficult, you can't allow emotions to make decisions. Just remember that. Don't allow. Too many people in a down moment in their lives make decisions that ruin their lives, that ruin their life. They're down, they're upset, and they decide uh, that their marriage is no good or that they're, uh, or they have to throw the child out of a house. Or they make these decisions not from the head. They make it because they're down. Down people make bad decisions. A person has to make a decision with the head. If you're upset, don't decide. If you're upset and you're married, keep your mouth shut. Don't say, because when you're upset and you say when you're married, it takes many hours to fix it. It takes a lot, a lot of time. Like, if you're upset that your wife is 20 minutes late and you say something, it's going to take you many hours to, to repair the damage. You're not going to gain anything. Chassan once told me that Eskala said that she has this idea, who she heard from, I don't know, that the husband and wife should never go to sleep with Tainus one or the other. So before you go to sleep, you should say what your title is. I said, that's a great idea for women. For men, go to sleep. You wake up in the morning, it won't bother you so much. Then, then it's, it's a teva of a man, when he says a taina, he gets angrier and angrier. The, the avla becomes bigger as he says it. You'll notice it. You'll notice, you're ever upset. The more you talk about the avla, it gets bigger and bigger. Women are the other way around. They talk about the avla, they let it out, they, they cool off. They're just nicer people than men. And they cool off. It's, it's a fantastic idea for women. Bad idea for men. When you're upset, just don't, don't say anything. Just in the morning, you'll feel so good you didn't say anything. And you'll go, oh, fine, if it's not. But anyway, this is the Yisait Hadvarim. The Yisait Hadvarim is, is this Medrash of Mishle. Now, the, how much does that help with understanding Vayira Yaakov Ma'id? We could talk about Yira Yaakov Ma'id. But... One thing, Rashi says, Yiri Yakamai, what did he do? He prepared for Mohammed, for Tfilah, and for Dairin. He made plans. He did with his head. He made plans. When you're afraid, you, you think. You think, you make plans to the degree that it's possible. So, this is the Yisait HaDavar. I hope it's Hashem, this sorrow will pass, and uh, it's Hashem. We hope, we hope. Uh, we'll be davening Hamavarach Sami Yisrael Bashalim with much more kavana after going through such an awful period. Mitzvah things will quiet down. We'll daven. Sim Shalom will mean something to us. This should be able to be peace. And, and this is Hashem. We all daven for Yeshua's Hashem. And this Gaza business shouldn't become like, God forbid, like a Vietnam that schleps forever. And God forbid has Karbanis. I hope, we hope. The 
Hashem Mishpacham, Hashem Shemai. You said that today? Hashem Mishpacham. Remember saying those words? Vaguely. You must have said it. You said Hashem Mishpacham, and you said Yishtabach. So it's somewhere in there. Hashem Mishpacham, and we daven. Kodesh Baruch Hu Yishpacham, and Mitz Hashem. You should have the plan that brings, that brings Yeshua. And Bez Hashem. But we go through it. We go through the experience. We gain, gain from it. Gain from it. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.